Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to the Next Level Nutrition Biz podcast. I'm here today with a really special guest, someone that I absolutely love, someone that's actually been on the podcast a few times, and that is Alex King from Nutrition Moderation. Now, if you don't know anything about Alex, let me tell you a little bit about her. So Alex is a certified nutritionist with a focus in women's health, hormones, and the birth control pill. She helps women deal with the side effects of the birth control pill, learn the magic of cycle syncing, and balance their hormones. She's also the host of the incredible podcast, Holistic Women's Health Podcast, which helps to teach women how to balance their hormones, love their menstruation, cycle sync, and live their best life. And again, if you don't know Alex, you're definitely going to want to give her a follow, um, send any of your hormone clients her way, and also check out the other episodes that she's been on on the Next Level Nutrition Biz podcast, um, such as episode 24, Signing Clients and Running Nutrition Consultations with Alex King, where we actually talked about um, her starting her nutrition business. So um, today we're actually going to talk about how it's grown over the last year. And then she also did an episode, um, episode 73, Planning Your Business Around Your Cycle, Your Menstrual Cycle with Alex King. Um, that one was incredible. I've had so many good reviews about that episode, all about like, looking at your menstrual cycle and how to actually work with it and um, plan your business around it, which was an an incredible conversation. So uh, welcome to the podcast, Alex. I'm so excited you're here. I'm so excited to be here for a third time talking all about business and basically what I do now compared to that very first episode we did. I know so much has changed since then. So I'm really excited to chat. Me too. And I feel like that was not that long ago, like that episode, because I've been doing the podcast now for maybe two and a half years or just over two years. And you were one of the first ones, I guess, 20, 24 episodes in, but that Mm -hmm. felt like forever ago. (laughs) Oh, it feels feels like a decade ago. It could have been a decade ago in my (laughs) mind. Well, and I think especially because your business has just growing so, so much. And, you know, for everyone Mm -hmm. listening before we hit record, um, we had Alex and I had a little chat um, because for some background, I actually used to uh, work with Alex. She was one of my clients. So I'm quite familiar with her business. And she was just telling me how things are going. And wow, just so impressed by how much you have done, how much you have grown, and really like the direction um, your business has taken. So I'm really excited to jump into, you know, what your day-to-day looks like now and, you know, what running your business looks like and, um, you know, where you're spending your time and what you're actually doing to, you know, make your business grow. So to get started, why don't we just, um, why don't you just share with us a little bit about your business, a little bit about the journey, and then kind of bring us up to where you're at now. 
Mm-hmm. Great question. Well, even just what you just mentioned there, going back to where it all started. So with your program, I signed up for one of your online programs. That was one of the first things I did when I graduated school and started working in a clinic. The first thing I did was sign up for your program. <laughs> and then once I went through that, then I signed up for one-on-one services with you. And that's really where I just learned a lot. And I remember that very first episode, I think I was still in between deciding on what my niche should be. Mm -hmm. And then when we started working a little bit more together one-on-one, I finally decided on what I wanted my niche to be. So I kind of knew for a long, long time that I wanted it to be women's health, but I did work at right out of school. I worked at this wonderful clinic in my hometown where I was specializing in oncology. So I was specializing in cancer because the owner of the clinic was a naturopathic doctor who spent a lot of time just talking about treatment plans and then nutrition was just kind of like getting glossed over a little bit. So she was like, would you be willing to work one-on-one with me and and go over the nutrition part with my patients? And I said, of course, 100%. This is great experience coming right out of school. Mm-hmm. So I took a course and I got certified as a um, certified holistic cancer practitioner coach. And so I started working in oncology, but I just, I couldn't connect as much with the material and what I was teaching. So I did love it. And I loved all the patients and they're just so sweet and honestly full of life. I've never seen more happy people in my life, surprisingly, who have just like gone above and beyond in their life to be happy and to heal. And it's it's really eye-opening and was a great experience, but yeah, I just wasn't connecting as much with what I was teaching. And so then when I started working with you, we started kind of veering my practice into more women's health and creating programs. And so it was a long, I would say it was about a year where I was working full-time jobs in a niche slash field that I wasn't super, super passionate about. So kind of on the sidelines as a little side hustle, I started my own business with my own name and started seeing clients and figuring out, you know, should I do one-on-one services at the time? No one was really doing programs or group programs or courses. It was all what I learned right out of school was one-on-one services. So you see someone for an hour one-on-one, and then they may or may not book a follow-up for either an hour or 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's very draining and very exhausting. So I did that for, oof, I want to say a little bit less than a year. And then you and I talked about, okay, we should do a six-week and a 12-week program. So we planned that out. And so that was kind of in the behind the scenes. And it took me a little while to figure out what I wanted the content to be and all that. And then skip forward to today. So September was the official first year of me quitting my very stable job at the clinic and being on my own for the for one year all by myself full in on my business I took the leap I took the jump and just trusted in myself I let go of a stable salary and I moved back to Toronto which is four hours away from my hometown where I was working and now I just feel so nourished so full of life so happy and fulfilled with what I'm doing and even we were talking just before we hit record about how things have even changed just within my own business just in this past year. 
and, you know, tweaking my programs a little bit and, and confidence was a really, really big one for me, especially just being confident and talking about my services, getting new clients, feeling comfortable with the material because hormones could be really complicated. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so that was kind of the journey until today. Ah, oh, I'm so <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> I'm so proud of you because I know it can be really tough at the beginning. I mean, you had that security of the full-time clinic job and, Mm -hmm. you know, I knew that there's so many pieces of it that you really loved and you love the people and you didn't want to like let them down by leaving, but there were so many places you weren't being uh, nourished and you weren't nurturing kind of like that side of your business that you wanted to dive more into hormones and women's health. Um, So I remember that like conflict within you and kind of to see you take that jump and just go right in like full and full time. That's super scary for, you know, a lot of people, but to hear that you're like thriving and you're learning so much and you're um, bringing clients on and you're like getting really good at, um, I guess, doing that one thing that you know really well. So Maybe for a second, we can talk about that. Like how did, how has your business changed kind of going from the model of like helping clients mostly with an oncology, or I think you even did some digestion clients at one point and kind of more like a spectrum to now focusing on women's health. Like how has your business changed? Oh my gosh. Great question. Yeah. So when I was working out of the clinic, it was just whoever books, then you get whatever they're coming in with. So if it's diabetes, GERD, gout, digestion, cancer, anything, anything people would come in all over the spectrum, all ages. And so I would spend a lot of time stressing before each appointment. And then with that one-on-one service model as well, you get really drained as well. So I was stressed. I would prepare. I would spend a whole day before the appointments just preparing, researching the topic. And even though I had come out of school, sometimes it's just kind of scratching the surface of that particular illness or disease or whatever they're coming in for. And so I was like, okay, I, I need to dive in and do a lot more research so I can sound really confident and knowledgeable also because I was pretty young when I first started seeing one-on-one clients. And so I've had some people even make comments like, oh, you're young. What do you know about this topic? And la, la, la. And so that would stress me out as well. So I, in my mind, thought, okay, I want to prepare a lot. So I come off really educated, really knowledgeable and confident. And that just was extremely draining. And then I remember I saw one woman who had hormone issues and she was struggling with fertility. And that was when I actually enjoyed doing the research and diving in. And then I had another one who was pregnant with twins and I loved creating a birth plan with her and I just could talk with her for hours. So I was like, okay, I think this is kind of where I want to go into women's hormones. And then with my whole background as well, struggling with hormones and the birth control pill, I knew that's something that I researched a lot. So it was very draining to prepare for all these clients. And then you just charge a minimal amount at the time. I think when I first started, it was like $125, I think, for the initial consultation Mm -hmm. for an hour. And then you spend all the back end of your time. So I would see them while I would do the preparation for like a whole day ahead. And then I would see them for just an hour. And then after that, so 
that evening or the, the week after that, then I would prepare their meal plan and a protocol and then send that to them via email. And so it was really figuring out. And for a little time there as well, I played around with the idea of doing a free consultation after the initial to walk them through the meal plan, Mm -hmm. which was really successful, but it was a free offering. So it was a whole other 30 minutes of my time. And then I found people were rarely, rarely booking in for follow-ups because they were just like, okay, what do I do now that I have a meal plan, you know? So it was, it was kind of tricky to get people to come back and that was really, really draining. And then I played around with a couple models and then skipped to today where I have my six week and my 12 week programs. It is not only fulfilling for me, but also my clients like seeing, okay, this is what we go over in week one. This is what happens in week two. This is what happens in week three. And they get tailored supplements, meal plans. We get to connect on a regular basis which makes a huge difference. And for them, it's no guesswork. They plan it ahead in their schedule. And for me, it's easy to keep in touch with them along the way for their health journey so that they actually see an end result and a transition in their health instead of that previous model, seeing them for an hour and then maybe never seeing them again. So I didn't know their problem was probably never solved. Mm. (laughs) Whereas in the six-week or the 12-week program, having that outline And that tailored advice and that really makes a huge difference because then you actually follow them along the transition and then they actually get their problem solved at the end of the program. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for walking us through that. I think everybody always appreciates knowing exactly like where you started and then how you've broken down things now. So thanks for sharing that. And, you know, a thought came up for me, um, you know, you talked about the the one-off consultation where you were charging $125 and I'm sure to like make an income that was sustainable to you, you would have had to see like quite a few clients in a day just to make like a desirable income. So can we talk for a second, like how even pricing your programs has changed, um, shifting into more of like a program model where you have the six and 12 week program. Like, do you find now, and, and also because you can say at the end of this program, you will get, or you will um, have the transformation of X, Y, Z. Have you been able to price your programs higher? And um, do you find you get a lot of um, objections about pricing from people who want to work with you? Mm-hmm. Great question. So a couple things there is at the time when I first started my business, that was kind of the going rate in my hometown. It's a small town. And so even though I felt like I wanted to charge a bit more, I was in a place where I had to look at the competitive industry and I was just coming out of school. So I was a little bit more of a newbie. So again, just kind of struggling with confidence there. And so I just kind of price matched whoever was around me. And I didn't really know my worth or my value at that time. And so luckily enough, I was um, living with my mom. And although at the time I was still paying rent in Toronto for my apartment though. So I did (laughs) need some money set aside for that, but I didn't have a lot of payments coming out of school luckily. And so um, luckily my mom's a financial advisor, so I'm really responsible with my money, (laughs) but uh, that's a whole other side note. So just with the years of experience, understanding that I need to know my worth and my value makes a huge, huge difference. So now I'm actually charging and I still feel like 
I'm charging a reasonable amount and I could probably, since now I have a year under my belt and I know what works and what doesn't, I could probably increase my prices coming in the new year. So that'll be on my list. And it feels a lot more fulfilling and nourishing making more than that $125 for that appointment. So someone might think for that hour consultation, $125, that's so much money. But what they don't take into consideration is the amount of preparation before and after and the amount of time it takes to make a meal plan, especially if it's super, super, super custom and it does at the end of the day, then you're getting paid less than minimum wage. Whereas now I feel a lot more fulfilled. My clients are happy. I've actually had no, um, no hesitations or reservations about the cost of my program. Mm. I've never had anyone say anything surprisingly. So for six weeks, I charge $6.99 for five appointments. And for my 12-week program, the appointments are bi-weekly. So it's six appointments and it's $9.99. Mm-hmm. And I also recently started offering the Dutch test and that's $4.99. So I feel a lot more nourished. My clients feel nourished and, you know, they feel like it's fair because the value that I give, I give them podcast recommendations. I give them book recommendations. I give them hormone recipes. I give them YouTube videos. I give them basically anything in my arsenal that I found has helped me. Mm-hmm. I share all that with them. And because I've listened to all the podcasts, read all the books, and I know what works and what doesn't, then they feel like, okay, I'm actually investing money in something that actually works instead of something that I'm just going to spend more money on and then I'm not going to see a result. So I feel like it's much better for everyone and they know the value. And on top of that too, if they are investing a significant amount of money, then they're willing to do the work. (laughs) So they feel like, okay, I'm investing this money. So I have to follow everything she says compared to if they just have that one consultation, then nothing's really holding them accountable. Nothing's really motivating them to make the recipes or drink that amount of water or get an exercise. No one's really there supporting them. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, one big piece I think that's probably really helped you, and I and I bring this up because we did chat about this a little bit before we press record, but the fact that a lot of people are coming, a lot of new clients are coming to you because of your podcast, because they're mm-hmm. hearing about you on, on the podcast, they're learning from you. And um, I only bring this up because I've seen something similar where before I had my podcast, I would have a lot more price objections because I think people didn't really know yet like who I was, what I could help them with. Um, There was more hesitation there. But once they listen to me on my podcast and they get a lot of value for free, they know that the investment to work with me is worth it. So would you kind of say the same that like because a lot of these people are listening to the podcast, they're not as hesitant about paying that money because they already feel kind of like that support from you? Oh, yeah. I'm sure that plays a huge, huge difference is I think a lot of people are underplaying the value of audio and visual learning and just to be able to listen to someone's voice and just have that connection with them. Even through podcasts, if you're not seeing their face, you can kind of understand what they would be like 
as a coach for you just by listening to the value that they're giving for free through the podcast. So if they're, they listen to the podcast and say, I love the information. I feel like you're super knowledgeable and you would give a lot of valuable information. I want to book with you. I have no hesitations that you're the person for me. So I find that if you are a coach listening and you're looking for new clients, any way you can do any audio or visual Anything like that for, especially for free, helps a lot, a lot for your clients to feel like they're getting some sort of value before they invest a large amount of money with you. So the podcast Mm -hmm. has definitely been life-changing for me and also for my business just to to start that and get out of my comfort zone, but it's actually been the the thing that paid off the most. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Mine has done wonders for my business and my confidence as well. Um, but one thing I want, I don't want to make this all about podcasts, but I am curious for a second, you know, were you hesitant to start a podcast? Like, did that feel like something mm-hmm. you were comfortable with? Because I think a lot of people are listening that they're like curious about podcasting, but they're like, I don't know if I could be on um, audio all the time, I might mess up. I'm not sure if it's for me. What do I have to say? What can I share? Like, did any of that go through your head? Ooh, yeah. So I'll tell you a little bit about my process, especially in business. And I want to hear how you started your podcast too, if you were like me or total opposite to me. Um, But for me, I, I pretty much knew that I wanted to do a podcast. And once I had the idea in my mind, and I've always been like this, I've had friends and family members say that this is my personality. And um, so once I have an idea in my mind, nothing gets in the way, nothing stops me. So I didn't prepare, I didn't plan, I didn't watch YouTube videos, I didn't do any of that. I, when I had the idea, I went right on to the platform and I signed up right away and I registered a name right away. <laughs> So I just started it as soon as possible. And uh, I have, so that's the thing. I didn't pre-plan. I didn't hesitate about a name. I didn't overthink it too much because I know if I overthink something, anxiety can definitely hold me back. So I just had to jump right in. And that's exactly what I did when I started my business as well. I just quit my job and I went all in. So I'm that type of person that's just when I have an idea in my mind, I just go all in right away. And so that's what I did with the podcast. I didn't plan any episodes. I just took it one by one and just told myself, if this is something I'm going to start, I'm going to have to dedicate myself. So I just said every Wednesday, I'll put out an episode and I just signed up for a free distributor and I just bought a microphone on Amazon and I just thought, okay, what the heck? I'll just get started. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so I'd been listening to podcasts for a really long time. So I knew about, you know, the layout that I kind of wanted to do and an intro that I kind of wanted to do. And I had so much fun searching for music and all that. So I really didn't hold myself back. I didn't hesitate. I just kind of dove right in headfirst compared to, I was on a podcast of a friend and she did the total opposite thing. So she spent a long time planning the name and she interviewed, I think about 30 guests before even launching the podcast. And I was like, wow, good for you. Not me. I just signed up and I did it right away. And I just started and I just hit the ground running basically. So I'm curious to to see which end of the spectrum you were when you started your podcast. 
Oh, I love that. I am the exact same way. If I, if I like sit and try to plan something too much, I will just not do anything. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of was like, you know what? I think I want to try a podcast. I love listening to them. Let's give it a try. And then I think I planned maybe like my first like one or two guests. And then that was like Mm -hmm. really it. And then from then on, it was just kind of like, okay, I'm just going to take it as it goes and see, you know, how, if it grows or not. And I remember at the beginning being like, who's even going to listen to this? And, you know, I had like a few people listening, but then it just kept growing and growing. And it was a good reminder of like, okay, like try something out, stick with it long enough to see if it's worth your time. Um, And I'm really glad I did because again, it's been like one of the best things for my business. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. I remember when I posted my first episode and after a couple of weeks, I was like, I have 50 people who listen. Oh my gosh, who are (laughs) these people? And they're interested in what I have to say. And I remember the first couple episodes that I recorded, oh, they're... I haven't listened to them since, but I'm sure they're terrible. I'm sure the I audience listened to them. Them. They're good. They're good. <laughs> I heavily edited them. I didn't know what to say. I was so uncomfortable. And I'm like, how am I nervous right now sitting by myself, <laughs> talking to myself? Like, I have no reason to be nervous. But it, to me, those first, especially the first two, felt like I was on like live national TV. Like I felt like, oh my gosh, so nervous. And nowadays, even just sitting with you right now, I feel comfortable having nothing prepared and just talking and just speaking my heart and my truth and what I know. And yeah, so it's done a really good job on my confidence and yeah, just getting me out of my comfort zone, learning something new. And it's just been such a great opportunity and blessing for my business. Well, I think you bring up an amazing point, you know, like the fact that you can sit here and kind of talk off the cuff and and on your podcast, like I'm sure there's some planning that goes into it, but you know, you know your stuff. And I think that's like a really big point for people to really think about is, you know, sometimes we hold ourselves back from doing video or audio or anything new because we feel like we have to talk about everything and be an expert on every single thing. But if you start to niche down and get really comfortable with like a couple topics or, or one specific topic um, and become like a pro at that, then it's not as hard on you to feel like you have to pull from this huge toolbox of different you know, health conditions or things to talk about, you can really just focus in on what you know best. And then the confidence just keeps building. So at least that's been my experience. And it kind of sounds like yours as well. Exactly. And not being afraid to change your mind if it doesn't work out, or if you find you like video more, or for me, I changed the name of my podcast, I think about 10 episodes in the name wasn't resonating with me anymore. And It was something that I thought I would grow with, but instead I just kind of learned the platform a bit more. And I just thought, you know what? I'm not really resonating with the name anymore. And when I changed the name to the Holistic Women's Health Podcast, all of a sudden my audience doubled pretty much overnight because it was something that people were searching for. Mm -hmm. And then they were actually finding my podcast and connecting with the material. Whereas before it was a bit more about moderation, but not many people are searching for moderation or interested in that type of, of name or concept. And so the whole time the the concept was going to be about hormones, but why would you click on a podcast name that was, I think it was life in moderation. Mm-hmm. And so I, when I changed it to the holistic women's health podcast, all of a sudden people were just like, okay, I know what this podcast is about. So don't be afraid to make mistakes and learn from them because 
that's going to be your biggest teacher is just going in knowing, okay, this might change, this might go in a different direction and allowing space for that because that's just life. (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And I think also the point you brought up about like, um, you know, sometimes we can be so rigid, like I want this to look a certain way, but we also have to consider like, what are our ideal clients wanting? What are they searching for? So the fact that you kind of like pulled yourself back a bit and you're like, yeah, this name isn't really resonating with me, but also like picking something that was really searchable. I think, you know, there's, that makes so much sense, right? Like, why are we always trying to kind of work against ourselves in our business? Why don't we just like choose things that people are already doing and already searching for already loving instead of trying to reinvent the wheel all the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so funny that sometimes you have a, a vision or a dream when you're first getting started, especially if it's your business and you're the entrepreneur. And so I started an Instagram, same thing. When I started my Instagram, I was in university and at that point, Instagram was like not as popular as it is today, but it was still picking up a lot. This was back in 2015, 2016. And I just right away, I thought if I hesitate on this, someone's going to take the name. So I have to sign up right now. And surprisingly, I haven't changed the name, even though I've toyed with the idea, mm-hmm. but it's been nutrition moderation ever since 2015, 2016, because that's just my way of life. And at the time, I just, I'm a big dreamer. So I dreamed up having a, like a a book, a cookbook, a home design book, just a a video show and, and all this stuff. And I thought I could brand it all around moderation. So it could be life in moderation. It could be cooking in moderation. It could be nutrition in moderation. It could be, I dreamed up this whole brand. Mm -hmm. And then of course, now I'm as I changed the name of the podcast, I'm like, now I'm dreaming up of, of having the Holistic Women's Health Academy or the Holistic Women's Health Certification, all this other type of stuff that I'm kind of like, ooh, now I'm dreaming up this name. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, you might want to go by your name in the future if you want to be a lifestyle brand, you know, keeping mm. that gate open a little bit and just being okay with things changing if that's the direction that it's going to go in. So things are never going to be perfect the first time you do it, no matter what it is, pretty much the first time you make a recipe or start a business. And so if you're a perfectionist, that's definitely going to be something to work on or else it it will hold you back in your business. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, absolutely. What do they call it? Is it like, um, I don't even know if this is a saying, but like um, fail often. So like, mm. yeah. And do, was your mom has a say, I feel like your mom always comes up and she has one saying, but I can't remember if it's even applicable in this scenario. There's no comfort in your growth zone and no growth in your comfort zone. I knew your mom would have the right thing to say there. I have that saying everywhere. I have it framed. I have it on a candle. They don't know who the actual first person who said that quote is. Mm-hmm. But I remember the first time my mom said that to me when even when I was going into university, all my friends stayed home and I was the only one going to Toronto, which was four hours away and coming from an all French school, going to an English school. So I was so scared and intimidated, but I knew I wanted to study nutrition. And this was one of the only programs that offered it in university. So my mom just said, this is going to be worth it. There's no growth in your comfort zone and no comfort in your growth zone. So you have to make this big, big, big change for something to pay off. Mm -hmm. And so anytime I think about 
a big decision I need to make or something that needs an answer, I just think, okay, three, two, one, just give your answer. And then I think if it's uncomfortable, that means I'm growing because if you're not getting uncomfortable, you're staying stagnant, which means you're kind of just stuck and things are just like, ugh. like you could just think like someone's stuck and not moving, like you're trying to run, but you're just running in place. So that's when things are kind of stagnant. Whereas if you actually get out of your comfort zone, out of the box, you actually start sprinting, then that's where all the opportunities show up. So if you're scared to be on a podcast or scared to be on a TV show or scared to do even an Instagram story, do it because it will be worth it. It'll pay off. And then the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll get with doing that. So start by doing maybe one story a day, a video of your face. And then the more you do a video of your face, the more you're going to be like, why was I so stressed about this? This is so (laughs) silly. And then it'll force you to get more and more outside of your comfort zone to do bigger and bigger and bigger things. Absolutely. Ready to start your nutrition business but have no idea what steps you need to take? No problem. That's exactly why I've created a completely free workshop for you called Six Steps to Start Your Nutrition Biz and Sign Your First Paying Clients. In this on-demand workshop, I'm sharing my six-step roadmap to starting a successful nutrition business without a huge social media following or years of experience. I'll also share the top three mistakes I see most new nutritionists making when starting their business and how to avoid them, and the must-have tools you need to run a successful nutrition business and wow your clients from day one. Oh, and did I mention that the workshop is completely free? Sign up at stephanielong.ca slash workshop and get instant access right now. I always think about one of my clients, Tracy. Um, you can check her out on Instagram, Harper Health and Wellness. She was so scared to do video. And I was like, trust me, Tracy, try it out. I know you're scared. And I like gave her the assignment to like go out and do a video. And I swear, this woman's always on video now. I'm like, oh my God, Tracy, there you are again. <laughs> Which I love. I love this. I'm just poking fun at her. But like, she is so comfortable on video now, or even if she's not, it appears that she is and she does it all the time. And I know that that really helped her business and kind of exactly what you're saying. Like, I mean, I felt nervous and I still feel nervous sometimes going on video, but I know that it's the biggest piece to help me connect with my audience. Um, so I keep doing it. And I, it's at least for me, like sometimes I had to really remove like you know, it's not about me. Like this Mm -hmm. business is not about me. It's about me serving and helping others. So like, if I can take myself out of the equation or kind of see myself, I know this sounds strange, but like as a vessel to deliver information, then it doesn't matter what I look like. It doesn't matter how I sound. If the message is clear and if it's needed, then it's worth actually putting myself out there for. Mm -hmm. You should just have like a, like a list of a hundred things of best business tips by Stephanie Long, because (laughs) that is one of them for sure is that's one of the biggest realizations I had in my business was that why am I nervous? If I'm just the vessel, I'm supposed to be here showing up to help others. This is not about me whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So why am I the one that's being nervous? Because I'm just here to serve others. If I make it about me, that's when I get nervous. And so if you show up with the intention of, I'm just here to share my knowledge, whatever that may be, as little or as large as that is, if I'm just here to share with you what I have to offer for your benefit, then you won't be as nervous. 
And so that's definitely a big, huge eye opener that I've learned in my business. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I I 100% agree. Um, Okay. So for a second, I would love to switch gears and um, just talk for a moment about how, so you had your like kind of one-off nutrition consultations, and then you moved more into like a a six-week and a 12-week program, which you still do now, but you also introduced online programs. Um, I know you have two online programs. So why don't you just talk about like, why did you decide to do them? And then like, what was that like creating these programs? Um, or like, how has it changed your business? Mm-hmm. Yes, good question. So the first one that I ever did was actually something that you encouraged me to do. And it was very, very outside of my comfort zone. <laughs> so another tip, if you're ever uncomfortable or don't know where to go in your business, it's always worth it to hire a business coach and invest that money back into your business because someone to bounce ideas off of or help to actually push you. Or I know a big thing for me is I have all these grand ideas, but completing them and putting them out into the world is a whole different issue for me. So having someone be like, okay, what's your deadline? (laughs) When Mm -hmm. are you going to put this up? You know, where are you at with creating the content? And so the first one that I did is just a mini one, super inexpensive, kind of like an intro offering of some of the topics that... I'm really well-versed in, so hormones, just general hormone balancing, and the birth control pill. And that one, I want to say, is about 20 I think it's $29, so just a small offering, but packed with value because that was the first course that I did. So I definitely went a little overboard, but I priced it reasonable. So that way, if someone's just learning about me and my services, it's a great intro course, a little bit more general. And then I wanted to have an offering that was kind of a backup where if I do go on vacation or if I do need some time to take some time off for whatever reason, I have a very similar outline to my one-on-one, but all online. And I actually had a blast creating it because this time around I added video to it as well as a presentation. And I had so much fun creating handouts. So it's a six week cycle syncing online course. And that one, I just had a blast doing. So even just coming up with the name, I called it synced. And I had this whole idea of like a whole hormone series about one that would be coming off the pill and then this cycle syncing one. So I started with cycle syncing as a shorter six week course. And it was just, it was a big eye opener for me realizing that I actually love being on video and I love providing this information. And it's great if someone just wants to do a self-paced online course and either doesn't have the money or the time to do a one-on-one with me, but still gets a lot, a lot of value in there about how to live your life and balance your hormones according to your menstrual cycle. So I just had so much fun planning that out. And both of them are evergreen, which means that you can log in anytime and you'll get lifetime access. And so that is kind of supplemental with maybe in the future, you know, automating that a bit more. So that way 
I have a lot of my services more in that online platform. So that way, if I do go on vacation or want to take some time off, then I can just send them right to the online course because you do get a lot of value out of that. And then it's self-paced. So it's very easy if you're a busy mom or a busy entrepreneur where you can just log in at your own pace and go through that content. So I like trying all these different avenues with the podcast, the courses, the one-on-one and see what works and what doesn't. I find the only downfall of the online programs is that people will forget about them if you're not constantly talking about them. And I know for myself, I'm not perfect and I'm not a robot. So I often forget to talk about the online course because right now in my business, I'm really excited about one-on-one with my clients. Mm -hmm. So I'm promoting that a lot more and talking about the services, how you can work with me one-on-one. Whereas if I totally switch the model of promoting more of that online course style, then I know it would be a lot more successful. So that's just a reminder of, even though you do all the work and planning it all, people are only going to sign up if they know about your offering. So you have to talk about it and don't be afraid to be like, I created this for you. And again, taking yourself out of the equation, it's not about you. And it's more about just giving them that information that they can find valuable and that solves a problem for them. So you do have to promote it (laughs) quite a bit. Remind people, remember I have this course. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. Well, and um, I mean, I forget to even remind people on my social media, like I talk a lot about like, oh, I'm about to jump on a launcher nutrition biz call, or I'm about to do something for my uh, launcher nutrition biz program. But for new followers and people who like maybe aren't like really tapped into listening about like what you do, and they're they're not like super familiar with your business, like they're going to have no idea what you're talking about. So that's even something I'm working on right now is like um, coming up with more of a system to share about it weekly. And, um, and this might be some advice for you, Alex, or for anyone listening is, you know, even making some graphics in Canva that um, kind of like cover, like introduce your program and cover like the basics of your program and just posting them on stories every single week. um, is just like a nice way to kind of keep everybody in the know so that they're not like confused every time you're sharing about that program. Ooh, that's a great tip. Yeah, I could use some tips from you like that because, (laughs) yeah, it's kind of like, okay, so I have so much on the go and I want to, and then I get confused too, is like, should I, what should I be promoting right now? Do I promote the podcast? Do I promote this freebie that I have? Because I'm excited about all of it. So that's kind of another thing where it's like, you also don't want to confuse your audience. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Pick one that you're passionate about right now. And then again, yeah, just gentle reminders every once in a while, if it fits in with your content, like, oh, I'm talking about this topic this week. Did you know I have a course that actually explains this or helps you with this problem? So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and um, one of my old clients, Amanda, uh, Raw Fitness and Nutrition, um, she was on the podcast I can't remember the episode number, but she came on to talk about how she was able to make $50,000 in her online programs within like just, I think like six to eight months. So it was like a really quick turnaround how she was able to create this income. But one way that she um, taught me that she's always sharing about her program is she'll try to do a weekly Q&A with her audience. And when they're asking specific questions for her, she does fat loss and gut health. So when they're asking specific questions, she'll say, oh, well, I actually teach that inside my program 
you know, fat loss 101 or gut health 101. So you could try that too, Alex. Sorry, I feel like I'm totally coaching you now. <laughs> I just get so excited about this stuff. But you could try that is do a Q&A. And then when it's like a very authentic place to like in a, a place where you can like say, hey, do you know about my program? Um, that would just be a nice way to kind of like train your audience that you do have these things for sale. Ooh, that's a really great one. And again, you know, if you're not comfortable with video, it's a, um, it's a topic idea that will get you more comfortable with being on video, right? Because sometimes we open up the app and you go to say something on stories and you're like, oh, I have nothing to share. Like, I know I yeah. do have something to share, but nothing's coming to mind. And then you just stare at your face in the camera like, what do I even say right now? Yeah. yeah. So I've struggled with that. But if you have a topic of Again, I'm going to serve my audience. They're going to ask me questions and then I'll just be a vessel. That's a topic that you can just open up a little bit more on social media about, not have to stress out about what what topic do I talk about? You know, yeah. instead people are asking you questions about your specific niche that you feel comfortable talking about. So you not only come off sounding really confident, but then again, you're getting really comfortable with videos. So I like that idea. I'm going to try that. <laughs> yeah, give it a try. Um, okay, the last thing I want to talk about is um, what is like a day in the life of um, nutrition moderation for you? So what does it look like in your business, either if you want to like break down a day for us or break down like how your week is set up? I would love to hear about uh, what your business um, behind the scenes looks like. Ooh, I love that question. So I have two ways of kind of breaking this down. I do practice the cycle syncing method. So I do plan out my cycle in advance because I do find my mood changes a lot with my cycle, just the way it's supposed to. So depending on which phase I'm in, just a little breakdown, we have a whole episode talking about exactly what you should do in your business during each of the phases of your cycle. So we do talk about that in, I think episode 73 is that one that we talk about. Yeah, that's right. So if you want more information about how I actually break that down, then you can listen to that one. And then as far as, and I mean, again, I still tweak this a little bit, but what I found that works for me, at least in the last three to six months, what worked best for me is actually choosing days that are my client days. So on my weekend, I take off Sunday, Monday because my partner has Sunday, Monday off. And so I do end up working on Saturdays. Sometimes I'll, I'll take them off if you know, I have a friend who wants to hang out or something like that, but I've had to change around my schedule a little bit to match his schedule, which I'm very grateful that I can do that since I work for myself. And I started in the last, I want to say the last few months, I started planning everything out in Google Calendar. That's kind of what's working for me right now. If I find something better, then so be it. But for right now, I color coded everything and I have all these different tabs for everything. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is strictly for my clients. So they can book in on, I use Practice Better as a platform. And so they can book in for their follow-ups or their programs. And so that works for everyone. And so that's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then Friday, I keep for all my my podcast. It's kind of a creation day. So I record podcast episodes. So that way I can edit them in time for them to go out Wednesday. And then that's when I plan social media. That's when I do any fun TikToks, anything like that. That's just kind of side things for my business. Any 
anything like that. And then Saturday, (laughs) I was just talking with this to Stephanie before we hit record, is my potato day. So (laughs) this, so potato day is where, and you can have two potato days if you want. I have three days open for clients because I thought that was pretty generous. If I ever want to scale it back, I would choose to have two potato days and one creation day, or I would play around with it. But what works for me right now is having three client days, one creation day, and one potato day. And you might be thinking, Alex, what the heck is a potato day? I need more information. So potato day is when you you don't get ready. You don't have to shower if you don't want to. Don't put on makeup. You can put your hair up in a bun, wear your sweats. Doesn't matter. It's your potato day, but you're you can be productive in your business. So this is when you would do more of all that accounting type of stuff, copywriting, behind the scenes of your business, planning podcast episodes or any social media content, any kind of behind the scenes type of stuff that's like you just kind of need to do admin work on your computer and just like, you know, hit the keys and just plan everything out in advance where you're just, you know, ideas are flying around you're getting really creative and you're just planning out basically what's going to happen. So that doesn't require any getting ready. You're not having any meetings. You're not meeting with clients. You're not getting on video or meeting with someone about something. It's just a potato day. So just behind the scenes work basically. I was saying to Alex when she when she said that I was like, wait, what's a potato day? Tell me more. And then I was like, oh, I actually have a lot of potato days over here. <laughs> Most days are potato days. So I think it's like finding that balance of like, especially when you're just getting started in your business and there's not like a huge momentum of like clients. It's like, wow, like every day could end up being one of those days. I'm kind of on the other end now where, you know, I really like I don't want to say like hustled, but I really like put a lot of time and energy into my business for the last like almost seven years now where now I can have more potato days. I'm finally (laughs) in the place where I'm like, okay, my business is much more passive, but it took a long time for me to get there. So I think like getting in the zone of having at least like one off day even if it's still like in your working in your business, but not like where you have to be on and constantly like producing something. I think that's very, very important. Mm-hmm. You've come full circle. <laughs> <laughs> back right back to the potato. <laughs> exactly. I remember when I was first starting my business, just like you said, exactly like you said, I had a lot of potato days because I didn't have clients in the beginning. So I had to plan a lot of content, work on my website, like build up my services. And that you know, I didn't get ready. That was a lot of potato day. And I like what you said about hustling to prepare yourself for the future. So there is a saying that I love. So the saying is it can either be hard now or hard later. So with that is just like you said, I worked really, really, really hard. So that way it could be a little bit more, it could come with ease in the future. So you can choose which route you want to go. Do you want it to be hard now and then easy breezy later? Or do you want it to be easy now and hard later? Option one's a lot (laughs) better for you in the long run. So Mm -hmm. you know what? Sometimes in the first couple years of your business, you do have to work really hard and, you know, stay up really late sometimes and just push to get things done because you're figuring it out and it's all trial and error in the first couple of years. But like you said, you worked so hard for so long that now you actually kind of have the freedom where money's coming in easy and you don't have to stress about it and things are just working a little bit better. And and so you you did your hard then and now it's a little bit easier. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, 
I don't know if I would call it easy breezy now. I don't know about you. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely easier. <laughs> yeah. But I I would say it's different. I just think every new stage in your business is something a bit different. And now I don't have to do so much, um, like, I don't know how to explain it, but I don't have to hustle in the sense of creating all of the foundation and getting things mm. started. I'm now looking at long-term growth and how I can create my business more passively and add things in. Like right now, um, Alex, you and I were chatting about this beforehand, but adding in Pinterest to bring traffic that way, really focusing on my SEO, which is search engine optimization. So I'm ranking more on Google, um, really investing in programs and coaches that are helping me build a really sustainable long-term business. But at the beginning, again, you're kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall, trying to figure out what works and what doesn't, what's sticking, what's not. Um, And now it's like, now that I know what works, doing more of that thing. But just like you said, you don't know. So you have to try things out right from the get go. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Everything's trial and error until you figure it out. And even then, sometimes you're still figuring it out. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that is very true. Well, thank you so much for coming. I mean, I could talk to you forever, um, honestly, but I don't want to take too much of your day. (laughs) I want to make sure you have time to uh, do your content creation, do your podcasts, your TikToks. Um, So why don't you just let everybody know um, where they can find you? Like, where can they follow you? And if there's anything you want to promote, like your programs or your freebie, uh, let us know. Definitely. I could also talk with you forever, which we've done many, many times before, (laughs) but it's just been so great being on this podcast. And I know this podcast is just such a great resource. I send this podcast to every nutritionist I know (laughs) because there's always just such great content. But if you want to connect a bit more with me and learn more about hormones and birth control pill and cycle syncing, I'm on Instagram at Nutrition Moderation. And that's also where you can find me on TikTok as well. And I have my podcast, the Holistic Women's Health Podcast. And then, of course, you can work with me one-on-one as well if you do struggle with hormones and I have, of course, my six-week and my 12-week programs, which you can all find on my website at www.nutritionmoderation.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alex. Definitely check her out, everyone. At least give her a follow on Instagram or TikTok. I know that I'm definitely (laughs) into your content. I've listened to so many of your podcast episodes too, and I love how they are just like so straightforward, really bite-sized, really actionable. I really appreciate like every time I listen, Um, even though I know a lot of these things, because obviously I'm also a holistic (laughs) nutritionist that has like a big desire for hormone health. Uh, But every time I listen, I'm like, oh gosh, I totally (laughs) forgot about that. Oh, Alex. Alex, thank you. There's just so many good tips and you're just so good at sharing information. So um, definitely take a listen, everyone. And yeah, thanks again for coming on. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend or take us on social media. Catch you next time.